there was something I thought was pretty funny, and it was uh, that mega bong rip that Clark or Superman takes in the uh, <laughs> museum and just inhales the whole room. Didn't even cough. Didn't even cough. True. True. Like is a it, real stoner. Maybe he pulls it through the cooling breath, so it is like a bong when you put the ice in. Yeah, that's probably what he did. I mean, Interesting. He knows what he's doing. Wow. I, they didn't cover that in the Science of Superman TV special. I wonder why. Lois and Clark is our jail. We're talking about Terry Dean and Superman. We'll cover it all. At least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. Welcome back to Lois and Clark, to the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex. And I'm Ryan Albertson. And I take back the mean things I said about this episode last time. I had a great time with 304 when Irish eyes are killing. So did I. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, I, I did enjoy this one. Yeah, this is a fun, like, and this kind of kicks it off for me, where it's like a fun era of the show where they're in a different place at the end of every episode because they're... They should be together, and they kind of know they should be together, and everybody's in love with everybody, but, you know, he thinks he's a jinx, or she rightfully thinks he's stupid, or whatever the hell. So they're just, like, in different places the entire time, and, and I, I enjoyed that. They're doing what they can to, to keep them apart as long as possible, you know? Yeah, kind of a rehash of the will they, won't they from the earlier seasons, but it does yeah. feel a little more earned now because we, we've, we've seen these relationships build and there's actual tension there. Now it's not just the assumption, you know. Right. They have had right. um, a few kisses. They've talked about it. They know they love each other. And we know why they have uh, their own individual misgivings about the relationship. Right. And there's a proposal we're still not talking about. Oh, yeah, which I totally still remember. <laughs> Yeah, this is why like, we stopped at such a weird place because I'm like, the, the proposal must feel like a million years ago and not even exist to you at this point. What even but episode like, did that happen in? That was the end of season two. She proposed to him. In the rain? Or, no, excuse me. He proposed to her in the rain by a fountain. I remember And then that. when they came back in season three, they'd retconned it and she does the, who's asking, Clark or Superman? And that was it. And then, we and know. that was how she knows. And then they decided, like, we're going to put this on hold for a while and figure out how to do this whole I know you're Superman thing. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you shared that YouTube clip with me, which was a, 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 an interview with um, Dean and Terry. So, like, we'll post this when this episode goes live. But it's Entertainment Tonight, I think, mm -hmm. on the set e of E.T. back Clark. in the day. It's... Um, when we get to the production of that episode, I'll call it out, but it's a few episodes from now that they're clearly in the middle of production because I just recognize what's going on, you know? But they're doing a special because their ratings are strong. And by strong, I mean they're in the, like, 18 million to 20 million range right now, which, like, right now to you and me sounds insane because, like... Yeah, those are, those are modern... Incredible numbers, but yeah, people from the nineties, like that. that's that's nothing, right? Um, because there were people were watching fewer things. There were also right. fewer options. Yeah, and they were all watching network television for the most part, and maybe some cable stuff. But right, uh, right. so they did this whole thing about like you know in their third year. 
people are probably tuning in to see what's going to happen. And they're interested because she knows and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then, yeah, it gets into this bizarre interview with Dean and Terry where they're talking about their chemistry. And like in the middle of the interview, the, uh, towards the end of it, I guess, the, the guy interviewing them is like, when are you guys going to, you know, get between get, the sheets, get between the sheets. Yeah. And Terry starts acting out like, well, well, we did. It went a little something like this. And she, like, very uncomfortably starts, like, nibbling on Dean's neck and, like, opening his shirt. And it's just the whole... She's str- yeah, she straight up unbuttons the top of his shirt and starts, like, licking him. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the craziest thing in the world to watch, especially knowing... Knowing is a strong word, but insinuating through a lot of things that have come out since that they weren't good friends or anything, you know, like they, they certainly, she was married at the time. There's this like underlying, like, yeah, who wouldn't want to make out with this guy? Yeah. It's so strange, but it was, it's like, it was hard to watch. Cause it's like in that like office way where it's like, well, that's awkward, but this is great that this is on. This, this has it been recorded. So yeah, but also so awkward <laughs> so that you can't strange. look away. The point is the ratings were strong here. Um, in this let me like go back and look at what the ratings were in the past. The uh, the pilot came out to eighteen million, which is meh, you know. Um, but then, in season one and season two, they were between like fifteen and twenty million. Their lowest was Operation Blackout, which is the episode we skipped. So good on us for knowing that, and that was fifteen point six. And then for season three here, like I said, we're in the like 18 to 20 range and it's solid for like the first half of season three. That in mind, let, let me just put you on the spot. What, what you, you have a, a history knowledge of TV a little bit. What do you think they, they go down to in season four? Any, any uh, idea what the basement for them is? I don't really have any perspective okay. on... Those levels, so I couldn't even no worries guess in a way that would be informed. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> what? Where do they drop to, though? I don't. I don't should I? I, I kind of want to hold on to it. Sure. As, yeah, as we go talk on, about it as as we move forward. That's fine with me. Because it's also still like numbers that today would be like the Flash got what? That's amazing. You know, like that the, the yeah, CW yeah, would impo- kill for imp- impossibly large. But knowing where they were and where they go to, it's like, oh, yeah, no, cancel this show. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Um, anyway, should we get into the episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, written by Grant Rosenberg, who was a co-producer for season three and four. Um, also wrote a bunch of season two. He wrote the two Prankster episodes. Do you have any memory of the Prankster? Vaguely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also wrote a lot of Canadian shows, including Lost Girl with um, Rachel Scarston, who is currently... Alice on Batwoman. Um, and then directed by Winrich Colby, um, who Alan Burke and I talked about in our episode, but did a bunch of Star Treks, uh, including the next gen finale. So good for that guy. But we start right in the thick of it. Once again, thick of it in the in kind of boring day for Lois and Clark, where they're driving to a charity auction and Clark is telling Lois that he thinks he's a jinx. Yeah. 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 Um, and then she has the line of like, it's not like bombs explode everywhere I go. I do like that. Which, which, uh, if anyone's watched the show, the first thing you're thinking of is I wonder what kind of bomb and when it's about to explode. <laughs> yes, and will Superman have time to eat it? Yeah. Um, of course, like pan over from that thing and a guy's got you know, a cloaked figure has 
evil gas or whatever in his in his yeah, hand and blah blah blah. Gas bomb. Um this whole charity auction thing, like for some reason Perry is playing um the auctioneer to it and like Jimmy's gonna bid on a lady and we agreed that Lois isn't gonna yeah, be part of it. I don't think they that. ever really explain what the charity is or why it's happening. It's uh, for the kids and like seems to be at this like country club nice place, but Jimmy's like Oh, Lois, I need to borrow 20 bucks. The super hot girl here is going to go for 50. And it's like, how much are we raising for the children? $50? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we all kind of gave up our golf game to come do this today. This is weird. Yeah, very. it was, it was very strange. But this is like the second time we've done a, like, auction somebody off auction on this show. Like, Superman and Lex were in the last one. And now we're auctioning off nights with the ladies of the Daily Planet, I guess. But it's just like, does this still even happen? In TV shows. Yeah, but like... (laughs) Those are the only examples I can think of it, like Arrested Development, does it? Oh, that's true. Lucille and Lucille 2 at one point. I forgot about that, but it does... Doesn't it feel like something that like maybe happened in the 50s and 60s and hasn't happened since because it's weird, but TV shows are like, oh no, this still... It's a thing. Like it's... (laughs) This is... Don't worry. Well, it it's it seems like generally it happens among the, the wealthy, and so like it's maybe something we would not stumble into. Man, oh, you're saying we're not really charity givers. We weren't invited. Yeah, maybe not even that we're not charity givers. That but but that our <laughs> charity would be but a drop of uh, water in, yeah. in the ocean. We we could outbid Jimmy. You know that's about it. <laughs> that's about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Or I guess like now the modern version of this is like. Give to Omaze, and you can have a night with me, Mark Hamill, at the premiere of the next Star Wars thing. You know, like sure, yeah, which we see a lot of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess it does happen. All right, I'll take it back. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Clark doesn't even know what's going on because he's outside trying to park. Which, which, unsurprisingly, he can't. Do. <laughs> yes. Um. Poor, poor country boy. I, I do enjoy the. There's some fun, fun with Superman powers here where he just kind of like lines up the car and like butts it into oh, place. Of course, of course he's not able to parallel park without using without a super, using super a superhero power. <laughs> it's just too hard. Inside though, the uh, smoke goes off and someone's using it as a distraction in the auction room to go do something. We don't even know what's going on yet. Can we, unbreak, can we, we need to unpack this moment for, for a second. Oh, by all means. This gas canister gets thrown in to the auction mm-hmm. and Lois stares at it for a good five seconds. Yes. She has about 30 seconds before it even goes off to kick it or grab it or, or, or do something with it. Or yes, Superman she tries help. To, yeah. Yeah. She tries to get to the door and can't. And then it's like still still more time as the smoke begins to fill the room that she still could. Like, I see an open window uh, <laughs> in there. Like, come on, man. Like, it's right. The something. room is made of windows, isn't it? Yeah, do something. Um, at least that's what I was uh, thinking and yelling at my screen as I watched that scene. That's fair. I was just like, why aren't you just like immediately when something happens? Superman, help, especially when you know he's outside failing to park. Or like, hey, everybody, like lift your shirt above your mouth because there's a fucking smoke bomb <laughs> that I'm staring at and not saying anything about. Maybe this is just our COVID times, though, where we know like, oh, God, impromptu mask. We can do it. Yeah, could be that. Yeah, we're we're used to masks. We're too used to it. What you probably shouldn't do is take a big super lungful of the gas and blow it out of chimney. Unless you're trying to get fucking high (laughs) AF, dog. (laughs) 
Yeah, so this this the next Superman does show up and like like Matt says, he inhales this entire room full of whatever noxious smoke this happens to be. And just like a champ, just like sucking down a bong load. And then he just blows it all out like a champ, not even with a cough. Like he's No. He gets down. He got it. I, I did enjoy too that in the special effect, you know, it goes out and then just like a little bit of it kind of puffs out of his mouth when he's done. I'm like, <laughs> oh look at them. They're trying. They're trying to do special effects. You oh, know? Yeah. oh yeah. They've gotten a little better over the years, but it is yeah, also but like, you know, because because he's uh he, he, from Krypton, he doesn't get stoned because he has a really high wound nothing, tolerance. He can't like do alcohol. anything fun. Yep. And then a woman comes in crying. Somebody stole the. What was it? The staff of someone? Cornelius? Actually, it's the, the scepter of Claudius. Staff of Cornelius, scepter of Claudius. Yeah, same diff. I, you know, I, I, I want to I hold it against you. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, in, if this was, like, a Krypton-specific or maybe, like, slightly more comic-y episode, I would know those specifics, you know? Like, I know that H.G. Wells uses a flux facilitator to use his time machine, but mm. for this one... I guess the magic stuff, I'm just, like, not listening as close. I'm like, ah, druids, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a one-off. Like, this druid character is not a recurring Superman villain or anything, right? Yeah. They don't really do that that often. Although his his final look is pretty cool. So after this woman runs in and, and shouts that this thing has been stolen, we immediately just kind of cut to what seems like a probably a ritual sacrifice. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. It's yeah. very short, too. Like, blink and you'll miss this, this scene. Um. No context, just a woman tied up, you know, very, very eyes wide shut vibe, you know, mm-hmm. and a knife. And that's all we really see. We don't really know where it goes. Yeah, it's it's odd, too, because, like, it's kind of the darkest thing the show's ever shown us. But also they do it so muted where, like, I don't even think we see any blood. I think she's kind of, like, curled over on the side so that we haven't seen she's where not, she's yeah, been it's, stabbed it's or pre- whatever. Yeah, it's pre-stab, so there's no. Oh, was it pre-stab? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, no, they're like getting ready to do it. But yeah, no context at all. It is also like when I was watching this episode. Maybe we should talk a little more broadly about it too, because whatever, we'll we'll get to those pieces. But like, it is, I think, the first like truly magic thing that they do on this show. Right, just magic. Is there any other magic? So I was trying to think. Like, there's the Penn and Teller episode, but that's sciencey magic, and then. Yeah, there's pheromone, my lovely, but she was a science witch, like she was doing yeah, science witching stuff. doesn't count. No, I think this is the first straight up just like something magic is happening. Okay, yeah, I buy that. I mean, it's not normal, but it is a, a thing in the DC universe, right? Like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's vulnerable to it because it's mm. it doesn't abide by the laws of wacky DC physics that he does. You know, right, right. Um, huh, they okay, don't have they okay. don't have words about it in this episode, but they do touch on it when some magic stuff comes back that like it can hurt him because yeah yeah. But we're kind of putting the cart before the horse because we Sorry. don't even know about it. We don't even magic know there's yet. magic happening. Right after this ritual scene, we jump back to uh, the Daily Planet. Yeah, Chief somehow knows that something about ritual sacrifice like he's immediately talking about it well yeah like which, another body of a young woman's been found in the river and looks like a ritual sacrifice and it's just like oh th- so like when you guys were at the charity auction you were kind of shirking some other responsibilities here very interesting you know? yeah and it's not not just the golf game they put off right? yeah really 
but that's not super important to them because they'd rather riff on uh, how Lewis and Clark are the perfect pairing, like ice cream and pickles. You know? <laughs> that's one of the examples they gave, right? I they did. Remember. They did. Perry says Hepburn and Tracy. Jimmy says Homer and Marge, which for some reason took me out of the episode. I'm like, oh, right. They would know about Homer. Like, this is right. Okay. Simpsons is happening Jimmy, now. Simpsons yeah. Is hap- yeah. And then Lois says Charles and Die, and Clark gives her a, a look, which I thought was cute. But I do like here, though, they establish that Lois is writing up the article about the robbery and is saying in the article, like, uh, police are, are narrowing in on the lead and they have a suspect already, which is not true. But she's like laying breadcrumbs to kind of, you know, flush out the actual um, perpetrator, which I think is cool of her. Like, I'm, I'm into this. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend leaving that to the police. Well, there's um, that. Rather yeah. than just doing it as, just as a reporter. Just deciding to do this as a reporter. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine if he was a serial killer and she started doing that and just, like, fucked up the whole operation. Okay, yeah. maybe Lois Lane is wrong about one well, or two Well, look, things. I've just been watching Night Stalker and, and so oh, I'm, that was I'm so thinking good. about this. It's very good. That, that show freaked me out. It's intense. Yeah. But uh, I think the end of the third episode where... This kind of schlubby older cop is describing like punching this uh, guy out to get the name Richard M- yes. Ramirez yes. was so badass. And look, I'm not for police brutality, but like he also like caught the Night Stalker because of those punches. Right. So, like, OK, I know it's a tough <laughs> I'm not for press lying to the public. But when Lois Lane's like, we're going to flush out the thing. I'm like, yeah, you fucking go, Lois Lane. Narratively speaking, from uh, Lois and Clark, the show's perspective. Sure, it's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> um, I do love here, like, he's superheroes and he's going to go run off and uh, save the day at, at a museum. And she wants to come along. And they're talking about, like, well, well, it's a partnership, right? Lane and Kent. And he's like, yes, Lane and Kent, but this is a job for Superman. And I'm like, that is nice getting the bullshit, you know, like, phrases in. Like, I really enjoyed yeah. how they kind of snuck that in there. Because mm-hmm. um, there's such, there's so many bad ways to do that. Like, Smallville is littered with just, like... Wow, faster than a speeding science exam or whatever. You know, like it's just like where it yeah, just doesn't. Yeah. I don't think that's one, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I here, I, yeah, I, I liked I liked that line. Yeah, and we get to the museum and we meet Veronica Kipling, who is like a late night curator, I guess, of this museum. I think she might have a little bit of a cocaine problem because like there's something going on with that that nose with the nose and nasally the, voice. My my thought was Janice from Friends because it's that like. Long Island, high-pitched, like, oh, Chandler Bing, uh, oh, super, uh, clock, we're, we're right next to each other, like, kind of type of manic energy. And that would have been around this time when Friends was, sure. like, really taking off. And yeah. they were on the same yeah. lot, which is funny. But, um, yeah, it, it, she's she's what? She's um, a cheap Mason Drake for just this episode. Like, they both kind of yeah. get paramours, essentially, for this episode. But But she's in the museum. She's all tied up. Someone's stealing the crown of Cornelius, I think, too. Uh, we don't know what it is till till much later. So oh, okay. it, it is it is it is related. Yeah, but um, we don't we don't know that. Okay, Superman pops in and tries to scare off the bad guy, but it doesn't work. The bad guy winds up getting away because um, he's distracted when Lois comes in right behind him. Which I was like, that is Lois was quick. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just shaking my head, like, rolling my eyes. Yeah, there's the no way. 
And of course, uh, Superman just like completely ignores the victim who was right next to the bomb, yes. who literally got knocked over and is tied tied to a chair on the floor to go be like, Lois, I told you not to follow me. Sorry. Yes, there was a, excuse me, there's a bomb that goes off and it knocks the lady over, but Superman just wants to talk to Lois. And then we go to a, another auction. Then there's just I know. another auction, and it's at the Daily Planet. Was it because the other one got canceled? It's because, I'm yeah, they, were, they were picking it up where they had left off, because, like, Perry's looking at his same list, I guess. Um, oh, okay. And, like, earlier on, they had established that Lois isn't going to be part of it, because she's off the market, I guess, kind of. But now Clark has kind of, like, rebuffed her enough times that... She volunteers and and steps up to the plate and she is she, you know, runs up to where Perry is standing and, and kind of offers herself up to be auctioned off. She's dressed like a starburst, if you noticed. <laughs> She's got like green and pink and like these giant pink starburst earrings, which I couldn't yeah, stop looking at. An interesting getup for sure. She's got a lot of big chunky earrings in this season coming up, which I guess was just a 90s thing. Yeah, I was going to ask. And Clark gets into the bidding with another guy, and they're they're in, like, the low hundreds, I guess, like 150 and 200, whatever. And then out of nowhere, the Irish brogue of Patrick comes in and offers $10,000. 10K straight up. Nuts, so. Which I'm like, okay, yeah. well, now I understand what this auction's for. Oh, plot-wise? Plot <laughs> well, not plot-wise, <laughs> but I'm also just like, I think he just, whatever tripled whatever they would have made to begin with on the way that they're bidding on these ladies, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he justified the auction itself considering all their other bids were so low. Exactly. If that's what you mean. This yeah. is what I'm yeah. saying. Um, yeah. But this actor is uh, playing Patrick Sullivan is Julian Stone, who honestly hasn't done much, but he is he's done a lot of um, uh, video games lately, like a lot of Star Wars video games. I guess he's done loop voices for a lot of movies so like they're all in his resume but it's always just like loop group Looping. i'm like oh no yeah, yeah. um but i thought he was fine in this episode as kind of like kind of the sexy kind of smarmy guy from her past yeah he was he was good he pulled it off um did you did you notice how when he's first introduced he's almost always looked down on and he looks really short i did notice he looked short and I was like, this is racist. You guys are trying to make this Irish guy look like a fucking leprechaun, and I'm insulted. I am triggered as a quarter Irish man. I'm so Not sorry really. to, to trigger you here. But um, uh, he wins the bid, obviously, <laughs> being thousands of dollars higher. Um, and, like, he's immediately creepy. Like, comes to Lois. Uh, turns out that they were friends in college, but he's got a, like, oh, you filled out in all the right places. Oh, sorry for the accent. But it's just like, ugh. This guy sucks already, but she's she's fine with it. Yeah, I mean, he was a uh, 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 a big a big deal back in the day, so it seems like she has some leftover fondness for him. Yes, um, yeah. and speaking of of shitty right away, Clark is immediately like jealous twelve year old Clark again, and Who that we've met several times. Yeah, that past. keeps yeah. up through this whole episode too. But you know, is like doing the shakes his hand too tightly. I don't work out. Blah 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 blah. Um, but regardless, Patrick gets to invite Lois Lane to his hotel room for dinner. So good for Patrick. Oh boy. Yeah. Exciting. Dirty, dirty. Then we immediately find out yeah. that this fucking leprechaun is the bad guy. Yeah. Just in case um, you thought he was a good guy. Yeah. Cause usually when someone new gets introduced who's slightly sinister, they're 
irrelevant to the plot. Right. Uh, not really. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's mad at his crony who's been going into these museums to steal things because uh, he stole something extra or something. I, it, it, he implies that, but he just got the crown, which is what they needed because they needed the jewels. Right? right, right. He's all about the these specific things, and he, he's a jeweler or like an, an antiques He's an dealer antique too. dealer, dealer trader, high 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 stakes, high value pieces right. type guy. Which I assume is just a cover for getting to know where all these things are and getting access to them somehow, maybe. Yeah, because in there, there's a link with his past there that we we learn more about later. Yes. Um, um, but uh, in the middle of of scolding this crony, Lois just shows up and uh, is admiring the uh, decorations. For example, these two really creepy. <laughs> golden skull candle holders and she picks them up and she's like these are beautiful and i'm like are they yeah they look like something that you'd find at like either the haunted mansion at disney or at at michael's in september in october you know like it's so it's so strange but um yeah they start reconnecting here and immediately he's he's asking her about like so what's up are you single what's the deal and she's like it's complicated. It's complicated. Also is mm-hmm. like very slyly getting info out of her that, oh, I read in the paper that the police are close. Oh, well, you know, might have fibbed or whatever she said, you know. Like, yeah. He's, he's doing the getting, getting villain information well, too. Um, yeah. This is also the scene at the start of it where we meet Colleen. Oh, yeah. Colleen, his butleress. His, what, like, what his, would you like, even... Ancient nanny? Um, no. He's not his, ancient, but like... Here's like I guess governess from when he was a kid that has okay. stuck with him since then because Lois knows her from their college days. Yeah. Okay. Which which that relationship gets different and gets very weird later. But with, we'll we'll dive Colleen, in when yeah when when Colleen uh, proves that to us. Little did we there, know the depths of Colleen when we first meet her here. You know. Precisely. Um, there's a line that really stood out to me in this scene that was kind of weird that the, the love of his life got away or something implying that it was, yes, Lois was the love of his life, but like there didn't really seem to be enough context to justify that at first. I mean, I buy it cause they just tell us, but like, yeah, that's not how Lois pitched him to us. At least, at least that shows us that they each have a different perspective of the other. Yes. No, I uh, thought the same thing too. It's totally just like, well, the plot said so, but. Yeah, um, yeah. Lois has never really talked about long-term boyfriends in her past. And maybe it's just a thing where, like, he was obsessed with her and she's like, yeah, you're nice. Yeah, yeah, know, probably. Which, which I do believe. But if he ever got that person in, back in his life and in his clutches, he'd never let her go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's creepy. So, Not ominous at all. And we'll whoops. find out later that this love of his life thing is, is even more relevant. Yes, very um, important. Um, meanwhile, at Clark's... All right, I've got Small to Callville written down here, but this is the shittiest Small to Callville we've ever had, where, like, Clark is on the phone with his mom, but they don't have Kay Callen. No, she's not in it. He's, they, like, I don't even remember what he said. It's like the same thing that they did last time, where he's just like, oh, Mama, Lois, I, I just, I feel like I'm a jinx, Mom. Yeah, yeah you're same. right, I know she'd be in trouble even if I wasn't there. Or, you know, like, it's just yeah, all just, like, yeah. I get why you wouldn't, Bring in Kay, but I'm like, just don't do the scene. Just have Veronica show up and we can get to the important part. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But Veronica does show up and drops off some photos and talks about um, the thing that got stolen, which I think is here where they learn that it's the crown of... Claudius's crown. Claudius, yeah. sorry. Crown, crown of Claudius. Why do, why do I want to do Cornelius constantly? It's because it's very close to Claudius. I guess. I guess. So. <laughs> and then, and then she she brings up the 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 greatest non sequitur of all time, which was got any meat? I have that written down too. Which there's no way that was anything but a really silly attempt at a fucking dick reference. Yeah, yeah. Because um, who fucking asked that? And Clark is just like, um. No, dude. Okay, this is this is my headcanon. Dean Kane wrote that line because he thought it'd be funny. Very possible. At this I point. like that. Just feels like Dean Kane. That doesn't that feel like a Grant Rosenberg to you. No, man. Yeah. It's like what? Anyway, okay. um, I just have got any meat? What the <laughs> fuck in my notes? I also like that she and I think maybe Patrick referenced it earlier too. Is referencing? Oh yeah, you know, Lane and Ken. I've seen the posters, and. They they play up the posters like a lot in this. Like everyone's talking about them on the posters because I guess now the big campaign that the Daily Planet's doing is read about Lane and Kent every day. You know, like see what their excellent reporting does. Right, which which we don't really know about besides we, having lived with them. Yeah, we didn't know that they were this famous yet, but yeah. they will continue but, to be super duper famous. You know. Yeah, and that and that starts. Uh, playing out in the background of the sets and whatnot. Yes. You start seeing those posters, which are cool. Well, yeah, the, totally in the background in shortly here, yeah. of the Daily Planet, and then it's a big, like, key part of a scene later, but we'll get to it. Nice, nice. Um, this is where we do some plot stuff, and Clark notices that, ooh, the emerald in this crown is almost identical to the emerald that was in the scepter. Huh. And Veronica's, Veronica knows stuff, like, despite her Janus vibes. She's like, well, yeah, that's what they used to do, right? They used to, when they would, when people would raid and pillage and plunder, they would take rare gems from one thing and put it into another thing. So maybe they both came from the same place. And like, yeah, I do kind of like the clue trail of that. Yeah, yeah. And and to confirm that after, we jump straight to um, Patrick Sullivan, who yes. essentially explains that, yes, these these two stones are the eyes of Ireland. Um, right. Does he say they're emeralds? They're emeralds. The eyes of Ireland, two emeralds. At first, I was like, is this kryptonite? Because it's green, but it's not kryptonite. I have a note here of like, ask Ryan if he thought it was going to be a kryptonite something. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe kryptonite. But eventually they just say they're, they're emeralds. Um, but but the, the concept here I thought was pretty cool. And I did the, too. The idea is that ancient druids uh, of Ireland, which are kind of like the shaman and 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 very mystic uh, ancestors of some of the Irish people um, had had some ancient power built into a mask with uh, these two eyes of emeralds, and yes. the eyes had been pulled out and put into these Roman artifacts by Claudius, and um, yeah, I, I just thought that was cool. So so Patrick's whole thing is like, I'm gonna get those stones back and put them in the mask and like use this ancient druid power because I deserve it. Cause I'm, I'm like the penultimate 
not penultimate. I'm I'm number one leprechaun. Right. You know? And like I need that leprechaun power, dog. Uh, I'm descendant of the druids, I think, is is the thing. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. And, and his father was obsessed with this in the past. Right. I don't know if we learn this now or later, but later. It, it sort of is slowly spilling out. So yeah, he's kind of like following in those footsteps. But I really did enjoy the 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 plot of that. And, and it's Lois and Clark, so it's it's pretty simple. He needs three things, but it's also like Oh, I understand the beats that we're gonna do here. You know, like yeah, this yeah. makes sense. Clear, clear, succinct, not cool. We can we can roll with this. Um, I do love here before before we leave the um, Clark scene uh, completely, where uh, he's in there with not Janice with Veronica. Lois comes in like rambling a love confession, basically, which is odd because like she had just seen Patrick, but is coming to feel for him and has a like Clark. There's a woman in your apartment, and and. Clark eventually convinces her that it, you know, rightfully that it's a plutonic thing. And as she's leaving, there's kind of like a, and what happens? So, all right, say you're right. Maybe this is plutonic. What happens a day when it's not plutonic for one of us? And Clark's like, I didn't really think about it. Well, maybe you should. And leaves. I'm like, fucking Lois goddamn lane here. Like, I'm so proud of her. I'm just, I just love her, and I want him to ju- just want to shake him. Yeah, yeah, he's a dumb dumb. Yeah, not playing his cards right. I don't know, but he's confused. He's doing his best, I guess. I don't want to be too hard on Superman and Clark. Like, I get that he wants to protect her, but yeah, it's just so like. Also, love you never is so thought tight. that this was going to be an issue for you. Love is just such a great feeling and emotion that I could also just, I get how it makes her mad. Like, I get that she wants him to transcend that fear and give in to the to the love, you know? Yep. Um, because, yeah, I mean, when love is real, then, like, fucking nothing else matters. Right. Like, if they're willing to risk their life for you, and you, then you are too, and then you guys go off and go on these crazy grand adventures together because you don't give a fuck because you love being together, you right. know? Especially when it's on a weekly basis, like it is for these people. Yeah, like, they're used to it. He's seen how much shit she's gone through, too. It's like, come on, dude, she can hang. Right, anyway. exactly. It's Lois Lane. <laughs> um, meanwhile, at the Daily Planet, I think the next day, um, Clark hands in his story, and they just, like, stare awkwardly at each other from across their desks. And I'm, I'm waiting until, nope, nothing happens. Like, that's just the whole scene. is just kind of setting up. Wordlessly setting up that they have tension now. Yeah, but which I was is a little unlike letdown. the show, and I respect the restraint I and guess. the subtlety because it's not the show's strong suit. But they went with it. Meanwhile, Colleen's moving the plot along. She's cleaning up stuff at the uh, hotel, and not only finds the weird, glowy, scary emeralds, but finds that they are on a shelf in a secret compartment above a shrine to Lois Lane. Creepy. Yeah, and so at this point she realizes, like, oh, maybe my my uh, super rich um, <laughs> Irish ward, who's been like, let's go with ward. jet I like setting ward. and and like up to weird shit, might be up to weird shit. Uh-huh. It kind of felt like you're just now realizing he's up to something, right? That this guy um, sucks. Yeah, but th- you know, I'll give her a break. I'll give her a break because you know. Irish men are very charming, so maybe she she saw the best in him for a while. I will say that, like, not remembering the specifics of this episode, like, when we first meet her and the weird vibe between her and Patrick, it was a bit of, like, is she under a spell? Is she someone 
that he's possessed into this old lady? Like, did he age a woman up? Like, what's going on here? You know? All that passed my mind, too, when she first got introduced, especially because we saw that, like, very brief ritual sacrifice uh, shot earlier. I was like, oh, is this the lady who was on the table there? I don't know. Right. Is he keeping her alive with the ritual? Like, I just had so many, like, oh, there's something weird here, and I think it's magic. But no, he's just a dick, and they have tension. Yeah. Well, it turns out it is also magic in some way because she has a leprechaun that lives on her shoulder that let's, talks to her. Let's get that into no that. No one else can see. So, like, meanwhile, Lois and Patrick are having a uh, very plot-heavy um, picnic in the park where they're talking about the emeralds and blah, 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 and past and having champagne. But yeah, Colleen finds Clark on the street, is very worried about being seen, so, like, they duck into the alley or whatever. And then, you're right, she's talking about Aaron, the wee leprechaun that sits on my shoulder. <laughs> but Aaron and Colleen are telling him about the story we've talked about already, where... Um, well, we didn't dive into it for... for oh, I guess not the fully, dad stuff. But, but Yes, take it yeah, away. Yeah, so, so Patrick's dad was also into and obsessed with uh, these stones and wanting to get them and actually sacrificed uh, Patrick's mother, um, which is fucked up but the Oof. the ritual is supposed is requires you to sacrifice the one you love the most which is why dad um killed mom right um but he ends up in uh a a criminally insane mm-hmm. prison yeah like an insane asylum after the fact um according to uh colleen's her name right yes uh, according to Colleen, who, you know, now that we know she has a leprechaun on her shoulder, might not be the most reliable source of information. But, you know, it see, it feels right considering we've seen that <laughs> Patrick's up to no good. Yes. It is just like a great little snapshot of the the dueling tonality that this show plays with here. Especially oh, yeah. like, like that is a dark story where dad killed mom in a ritual sacrifice to try to get the powers of the gods. But... It didn't work, I guess. And now he's in an insane asylum. But also, I know this because the wee leprechaun on my shoulder keeps reminding me. And it's like, right. what the hell? It's a real sharp left turn. Or like, yeah, yeah, and like neck Clark, hurts a little bit. Clark believes her and um, like, you know, is going to go try to stop, separate Lois from Patrick. And Which he does with super duper beeper hearing. Yes. Yeah, so let's get to that. But like, just like the cap the scene <laughs> off, Colleen's got like a... Oh, good. For, you know, like, thank you, son. I could, I can always spot an Irish lad. And I'm like, this is <laughs> ridiculous. First of all, he's obviously not Irish. Yeah, it's so, so she cute. But what she's like, talking about. <laughs> it is a nice way, too, to keep you on, on the fence of like, is, is all of this accurate? Like, it's Lois and Clark, so some of this is accurate. But yeah, it's where's Colleen on the, on the truthful scale, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, I get that Clark is – Clark wants a reason to hate this guy. But, like, it adds up considering the limited amount of information he has in that moment. Sure. Um, I do have a question about beepers, though. I, I don't remember when he calls her, but essentially he finds out all this information, knows that Lois is on this date. Um, so he, he calls her so that her beeper goes off. Right. So he could then fly up as Superman and listen for the beeper <laughs> to go find where she is. Yes. Um, now, which I, is super I, funny. I have a, maybe I'm just, I, like, you know, beepers were never a part of my life, and I don't think they were a part of yours. Because no. we're too young. But he hangs up as Superman, 
they they also play like a telephone phone booth change out thing, which is fun. We don't really do that much on the show. But um, he flies up as Superman after he hung up the call. Don't doesn't the call have to still be going for a beeper or am I'm I wrong? Sure. I'm not right. sure how it works. Oh, like, I don't know if there's like, like, can you send a message or do you just oh, get I guess a beep that, is that what says it is, like, though. here's the phone number that beeped you. Like, I don't remember. Like, <sighs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know fully how they work. So anyone who does feel free to like, comment and subscribe below. We're Wait, getting so YouTube. made fun of right now by older listeners who like, you know, I'm but oh, late no, on us, I, I think they are really interesting. And it works, though. I do like that he uses Superman literally just to be able to fly over and hear the beeper. And then when funny. he confronts them, confronts them, when he goes and meets them in the picnic at the park, he's Clark again. Yeah, it would be weird for Superman to show up. Like, What's <laughs> yeah. up, guys? Hi, is this champagne in an open area? You know, like, excuse me. <laughs> it's against city ordinances. But um, he basically... Breaks it up. They they make a date to go to some Irish pub uh, that night. Casey's. Nicely done. And uh, Clark walks Lois back to the planet. And this is where we get, A, I think a nice relationship. You walk and talk between the two of them. This was a good scene. But they're constantly walking by these giant promo photos from season two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Which are for are... Lane and Kim. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So those are from season two. Those are definitely from season two. I also think it's funny, like the one that they stop in front of right at the Daily Planet is a shot of him, obviously as Clark, but he's got his glasses down as if like indicating that he's Superman. But I'm also like, that's a really dangerous pose for you, Clark Kent, to strike in these posters that are going to be all around Considering your Superman situation. That's maybe the one thing you definitely shouldn't do. Yeah, so their promo photos from season two reimagined and used for these posters. The yes. posters weren't from season two. No, but the images were. That's, no, the okay, images cool, cool, cool. are because a she's got the bob, but it also reminds me of like you probably don't remember this. There's, do you remember the Vatman episode? Oh, of course. Yeah, we cool. had a great guest for that episode. Yeah, too. so that was the first time Lori joined us. I think. Yeah. Um, I know it was Lori. I, I think it was her first time, but. In that, Vatman Superman is looking at a photo, a framed photo of Lois Lane that Lex Luthor has in his penthouse. And it's just a, like, gorgeous shot of Terry that was from the promo. You know, like, yeah, just, like, on the street in these crazy clothes and the wind in her hair. And it's just, just like, where like, the fuck did Lex get that? <laughs> he framed it, too. Like, it's just the weirdest thing. Um, <laughs> later on, too, when they, spoilers, move in together. Oh my god! There are promo right. shots of the family up on their wall, and I'm like, "This is ridiculous!" Like, you guys just just it. take a fucking it. new shot for something, yeah, just... you know? <laughs> so funny. Um, oh but that's boy. what's happening behind them here. More importantly, um, I love Lois here because she she's like instantly like she knows that he broke up the picnic for some reason, so she's just like, "All right, yeah. l- let me have it." Like, what is it? And he tells her this whole crazy story about Colleen and the leprechauns and the druids and blah blah blah. And she's rightfully calling him petty and like that he's just making accusations. Um, And it's just like, obviously she's wrong because it's this show and there is. But it's great writing because only the audience knows that Colleen is right. Right. 
from Clark and Superman and Lois's perspective, that information is fucking bonkers. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. Yes. And and she is reacting accordingly. So I, I, I also kind of liked that she gave him shit for that and didn't just accept it. Also, the way he presents it is very just like bumbly and like it sounds like he doesn't even believe it as he's delivering it. So, yes, because so it's also her, like even for them, it's just like, sorry, what now? <laughs> magic? Yeah. yeah. It, it works. It works in the moment. And, and I like that they got they're getting good. Lois and Clark moments together, you know, and, and I, I, agree. I really I think it's one this, this moment kind of holds the episode together for me, frankly. Yeah, no, same. Um, this next moment is also just so funny where Patrick and by the way, his name, his lackey's name is Seamus, which I mean, this is first draft Irishman naming here. You know, it's so funny. To me. But they find Colleen. Yeah, I could have predicted that one. Yeah, exactly. They find Colleen in the street and they. Story-wise, they shove her down stairs of a um, subway. But realistically and production-wise, he just, like, his hand kind of glides this woman down these stairs. And she's off, she's an older actress. She's not going to do, like, this whole fall down. So we just see yeah. her, like, go really fast down the stairs, and then it, it fades out. But I'm like, this is the least convincing violence I've ever seen. Yeah, it was pretty silly. It's, and she's like, cute. no, don't. Yeah. Don't it's, take me down to this, like, basement-level bar. Right. It's really what it's right. like to me. Like, are we going to the comedy cellar? Like, what's going, exactly. what, what are we doing down here? It reminds me of, like, maybe, like, watching a high school play where it's, like, you have to be a little interpretive with how you're watching this and try to figure out, like, oh, is he? did, did he just kill him? That was a violent action? Right, was that? Okay. Are they dead now? Because they just got up and walked off stage. But they're dead. Okay, cool. Okay. You know, yeah, I, I, I like knew that. that's what they were telling us. Right. Yeah, despite in the moment being, like, all right, but visually, you guys can do this better. What do you? What do? You, what can you do? Yes. <laughs> um, meanwhile, you know it's the it's that night, and Jimmy and Clark are doing druid research at the Daily Planet, or I, I should say, Veronica comes over with all the druid research and knowledge for the audience, but like for Jimmy and the story. And Jimmy yeah, like, yeah. has a cute like, I know what druids are, and she's got an awesome line of like, well, so few do, and yeah. keeps going. And I'm like, this is. This is cute. You know, yeah, I, I, silly, I don't know. I enjoyed it. little scene. I liked it. Um, but she also, like, kind of makes a pass at Clark, and he rebuffs again. And she's pissed, and Jimmy laughs at the fact that this guy is just so bad at, at dealing with women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as Veronica's walking away, Clark confirms with the, you know, asylum on the phone that Patrick's dad is in an insane asylum and is criminally restrained or whatever. So he is right about right. Patrick. He's he's an issue. So he immediately uses the opportunity to be like, wait, Veronica, let's go on a date to this place I've heard of called Casey's. So, so mean here. Oh, yeah. Like, like <laughs> if he's failing at, at dating women, he's also being a fucking asshole. Like, he's just, just playing them. with people, you know? Yeah, like, just playing with just... him, playing with them so he can get Lois. Like, I, just like Mason. I feel like he did the same yeah. shit with Mason. At least there, I, I bought that he was somewhat interested in her. Although he does kind of, like, very firmly say no to her at one point. But it's because yeah, he's yeah. he's into Lois. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that I bought more. Where, like, here it's just like, oh, no, I have <laughs> I have to go somewhere to be... To break up Lois's thing, I need someone with me. Hey, Veronica, come on back. You know, it's Veronica, just so come on, like, come on, whatever. Man. Yeah, it was fucked. Not up. a great, not a great <laughs> moment for Superman. Um, and Lois agrees too. She is rightfully 
pissed when he shows up here. Yeah. And this is a funny scene at, at Casey's. Patrick is playing darts. Pretty good at it. He's bragging yes. about that. But yeah. Yeah. When Clark shows up, he's just like, oh, <laughs> fancy seeing you guys here. And Lois yes. is just like, couldn't fucking roll her eyes any further back into her head. They do have an art talk slash dart challenge, Patrick and Clark. And Patrick yeah. is Irish. So, of course, he's incredible at darts. Um. But uh, but also, can I I, I I don't know that much about darts. I, I know a couple games. Usually people play like cricket or 301. If anyone knows what game they're actually you playing, know I would love to know. Darts than me. Yeah, because it seemed like the game was whatever I hit the double of. I Clark, thought the same you have thing. To hit, you have to hit the single of. Yeah. And then and then if but if i hit the bullseye you have to hit it i think they were playing some game where you just have to hit the same number i'm so glad anyway, you brought I've that up because it. like there's the ring and the dartboard the like the tinier rings that mean more or like the wedge areas right and i'm yeah. not explaining this correctly but like patrick kept hitting the little ring areas like the really harder ones and clark was yeah. just hitting like the bigger pieces near it and i'm like are we just playing like who can get closer to the bullseye cuz that's dumb cuz Patrick's doing very well here. Not a game that I know of, but maybe that is a game. I don't right. know. Or maybe the There's point a... is that Clark's not doing great and they shot it separately from... Because, like, Dean Dean is kind of playing it like, ha-ha, I've matched you there, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the end, though, he uh, yes. he does by, like, uh, Robin Hooding Loved that. Patrick's uh, original bullseye dart, which was which is cool and silly. Yeah, he I hears an alarm. I especially like the touch at the end where Patrick goes up to it and can't pull Superman or Clark's dart out because he's too strong because he's Superman. They're too they're too deep in there, I guess. You know, I love that. <laughs> and Clark does that, like kind of throws them all at once because he superheroes a bank alarm and has to run off. But before he can like Superman away, Lois chases him out onto the street. And Clark gives her the info that, you know, the dad really is in an insane asylum. And Lois is like, all right, well, you can tell me the rest on the way. And she wants to come along to the bank thing, you know, like I'll fly with you, which which I really enjoyed. Meanwhile, Patrick and Veronica come out and Veronica realizes that, you know, this isn't happening with Clark and, and Patrick's kind of backing off, too. And did you catch that Patrick offers to take her home? Yeah, yeah. And Clark simply, like, very quickly is like, nope, here's money for a cat. Like, I just, I liked that Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. of him. Don't trust you. And Veronica takes that as, like, he's so jealous. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which was funny. The flying effects on the show of the two of them never really work for me. No, and you know why? Could you do why? you really think they could have a casual conversation while they're flying? Yeah, at like I think it's that seven hundred feet or a thousand feet off the ground. I, I I don't think so. I mean, they need to be able to, but like, there's no wind. There's no there's no flapping of the cape. The air the air is not moving their hair, and they're just talking like you and I are right now. Yeah, you know? there's like a light fan on them doing a little bit, but like I think they need more of that. They need more sound effects, or like. Truly, and it, maybe it's a crutch or whatever, but, like, just put music over them anytime they're doing this. Like, it just kind of yeah. helps with the yeah. magic of it for me, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. This is the first time, though, where they, they say the words green-eyed monster, referring to Clark's jealousy over Patrick. Ugh, that, yeah, so stupid. See? I was going to ask you, because I'm like, I kind of like this. I, I like one. I I'm, like I'm how too... literal it becomes. Yeah, I'm just too dumb to even have even picked up on that until you pointed it out right now. <laughs> That's why more why I'm I'm cringing. Um, it's cute, I guess. It's cute thematically. 
I like maybe it's easy, but like for me, I'm like, yeah, that that's the level we're at, and they figured yeah. it out, and fine. I'm not really mad about it. I think I'm more eye rolling because I'm like, oh, that's okay. I right. missed that. Right. <laughs> um, they get to the bank, and the people that were tied up tell Superman that someone stole from a safety deposit box and stole a mask. And the important thing is that. Lois sneaks in and gets the name of the holder of the safety deposit box while Superman's not seeing. But otherwise, it's a pretty pretty quick scene there. Pretty um, straightforward. But this means, though, that back at the hotel, Patrick now has all three pieces. He sure does. He's got the eyes, and he's got the mask. He has the mask. He's very excited about the mask. As probably you and I were both excited for somebody to stop him. Right. But this is like Patrick is is all excited. He puts the eyes in, and they do like you know weird green. Yeah, the mask kind of changes. It gets a little more silver. I think. I guess. Is, is yeah, what I remember. I maybe it, just it's like hard to tell. Pulsates with the magic, and yeah, the eyes light the, up like, now. They added some LEDs in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can feel the magic. It's time that we made our final offerings to the ancient yeah. ones. I'm like, oh, we're also full have a on note magic here. now. Uh, I have a note here that says kryptonite because I'm still not sure what sure, those are. But eventually it. they do say they're emeralds at one point. I get it because there's also <laughs> it depends on what version of the story you're doing and whether it makes sense or not. But like there are stories of ancient kryptonite relics that, you know, Superman comes across in time. So why not? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been surprised by that. But I'm also totally okay that it's not kryptonite. You know. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, um, meanwhile, you then, remember Star? Yeah, she just shows up for literally no fucking reason at the Daily Planet. <laughs> just no reason. She's like, "Oh, I, I felt your voice doing stuff in your head, so I showed up here to see what kind of psychic stuff I could share with you." <laughs> right. <laughs> she thinks Lois's mind called out for egg rolls in the morning. Uh, which it didn't, but she's like, yeah, it's fine because I, I got I your got bagels, bagels anyway. <laughs> and you're right. Small weddings are more intimate and whatever. It's just like she's just comes in and it's just a lot, you know? Yeah. It's and it's just the same bit. So it's like, well, okay, right. whatever. But um, I do love here that they get into like Clark talk and and Star is basically like, you love him, though, right? And Lois is like, yeah, yes, yeah. I love Clark. I love him so much. And he is so dumb. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, this yeah. is this is Took a moment of right truth. out of our mouths. You know, yeah, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy the fact that the show was cognizant of like, yeah, Clark's being real stupid right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and I think in this moment, we also see what Star's purpose is. Yes. <laughs> like, this is why she's here, because. Right. Lois needs a chorus to provide insight into like what she's feeling. And she doesn't have like a female counterpart to wax relationships with. Right. She really and she doesn't, doesn't have, so. she doesn't have the smalls to Callville. Yeah, exactly. So who is she yeah. going to um, liaise with? So yeah. I, 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 I see that now. No, I had the same thing. I'm just like, all right, you're right. Sorry. Thank you for coming star. Um, and then at the end, she's like, don't open the cabinet. Just like, I've got that in my head. Just don't open the cabinet. And I'm like, okay, I guess Star is definitely magic. I'd give her definitely magic at this point after that, for yeah, sure. She wins. Um, Lois goes to Patrick's hotel, though, and is lured to the cabinet, finds the creepy as hell shrine to her, and finds the mask. Yeah, and Patrick comes in and is basically like, yes, I am going to be sacrificing you. Yes. <laughs> like, just without without even faking. He's just like, yeah, you know, 
<laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Here we go. When you're trying yeah. to become a, a druid god or whatever. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, like Clark does some real detective work back in the Daily Planet. He like calls the. He finds. Well, first he finds the card that yes. Lois grabbed while they were at the, at uh, the bank. The out of the lockbox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he finds that and uses that to. Call him. He calls uh, the number of the person that owned the box and pretends to be the insurance company. Yeah, 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 yeah. To confirm what was in it, which I'm like, yeah, that's right. No, it's smart. Okay, it's smart I'm play. Into this. Yeah, I dug it. I dug that. <laughs> um, thankfully, Jimmy knew exactly what mask he was talking about because he's done a lot of druids. He knows all about druids lately. Now. Yeah. Uh, and Perry also leans out to tell them that Colleen's body was found dead in a lake. By the way, that kind of threw me. Yeah, just kind of out of nowhere. They disposed of it somewhere, I guess. I know. Did I, they thought, find I thought these women were coming up in a river. Like, that just feels more city to me, but yeah, they popped her in a yeah. park, I guess. Well, it was only worth a throwaway line anyway, so sure. I don't think they were trying that hard. <laughs> it was a moment of like, oh, Lane Smith had a very easy day this day. It's like, yeah. he just had to yeah. lean I mean, out. We could tie like, up this hey, uh, the loose end, I guess, yeah. <laughs> that lady's dead, that cool? Um, but... You know, Lois is all tied up at the hotel, uh, about to be sacrificed, and Superman swoops in just in time for Patrick to put on the mask. In which he does transform into kind of a, a this druid, yeah. green-eyed, laser-shooting kind of monster thing. Yeah. Which was actually pretty fucking cool. I thought so, too. Did you catch that there was like a kind of CG green light spirit that like dances in front of him first and then like kind of is absorbed by him. I guess that's the God of I the Druids. probably or looked away right in that moment, but that does sound super cool. It was a moment of like, okay, we're trying. Yeah, this is cool. And yeah. The, yeah. And maybe it's, it's kind of hokey because it's just a dude in a mask, you know, like pointing with his eyes or whatever and like being whatever. But I was like, it's a little power Rangers, but the voice is creepy. I like it. It worked. It yeah. worked in the moment. And what was cool is it was a direct, like a direct, uh, a direct counter to heat vision and and that gives that opportunity to like have superman just like pound for pound yeah. beat someone with his own powers which Yeah cuz cool they kind of do the thing where like um Harry Potter and Voldemort popularize each other in yes the, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part 2 Yes where the two uh powers are hitting each other also totally more from Dragon Ball Z way back in the day Oh really okay um, Yeah but it's, I like, should it's watch kind Dragon of Dragon Ball mm, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z is pretty cool, I guess. Okay. Um, there's just so many now. It is also weird here, too, something I, I noticed. I This is, like, the second time this season that Superman has killed somebody, I think. Right, because once he overcomes this druid monster god, like... Yes. He curls up on the ground and kind of shrivels up and then kind of just poof magically kind of disappears poof as if gone. he's dead like yeah. Patrick is not there anymore so. so like Clark has killed Patrick and through I mean like I also like he couldn't know this was going to happen if he no, laserized no. some magic emeralds but so I'll give it to him but this is a moment of like there's no real like there's no reflection on to that it. yeah exactly yeah yeah which like it's not that kind of show but it's also a little off-putting but it's also it's not like, a show where he usually kills people like maybe the mask exactly. you know the mask would disappear and Patrick's now just like crazy and gonna be committed or something you know like yeah yes yeah that's what I'd expect um but yeah I, it was cool to see that happen visually speaking yeah um but yeah yeah second second death who else did he kill it was recent they killed right? um Spencer Spencer the man in the box that tried to cut off Superman's <sighs> yeah head and use yeah. his body 
love yeah, that but uh, you know that's that's kind of the conclusion of the um, episodic story here. Yes, but then we get you know our wrap up scene, which uh, you know it kind of mirrors the discussion from the previous episode, and it's about their relationship again. And it's very similar, and Clark has thought about it, and and his jealousy, and 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 at everything has kind of convinced him that he was wrong. Um, but I like the way Lois plays it here, man. She's just like she wants it. It's obvious she wants that, but. She's like, well, wait, you just hurt me. Yeah. I, I can't just give in to this. Like, you need to know how much you hurt me, and I need to know you're not going to do this again. And if you do, like, last straw, buddy. Right. She's tired which of getting heartbroken reasonable. for her own good, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is, like, not fair in a certain way and um, painful and hard, yeah. you know? And and she she portrayed it very well. Yeah, I thought so, too. I also liked... Clark's dialogue here too of I've never been sick before but now I kind of know what it feels like and it, it felt like I had a fever and did some crazy things but now it's broken and I just feel sorry about it and I'm like been there bud you know like mm-hmm. it, it was a nice I don't know it's it's a nice very universal um conversation to have but also they they tied it into their specific cases very well too I, yeah. it's, I thought yeah. they kind of nailed it with this um, but then yeah, she... Yeah, they've been consistently good with their relationship drama. Lately. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, I, I think that's why maybe season three is doing so well. Um, yeah, and keeping people... And keep holding that, on to yeah. the audience, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then she kind of ends it with, you saving my life doesn't give you any right, or doesn't give you the right to live it. Nobody to has that right life. but me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's... Which is a cool line. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool way to say that. I like that. And they do like the end where they're... You know, he's in the hallway and leaning against the wall and she's leaning up against the door and just like, oh, they can't be. They're so close, but can't be together. So and it's good. But they can't. Yeah. Yeah. It was very lovely. A, a nice moment. Um, I, I see. I see why the romance kind of holds holds you still. You know, yeah. I, I used to really Thank laugh you. about that watching the first two seasons because I'm like, Matt, you got to be fucking because it's so dude. thin. I know. But it's but it's it's much better written this season so far. I'll yeah. definitely give you that. And, and it's it's much more. <laughs> realistic and, and adult and mature um, than than the previous versions of it, you know? I'm I'm glad that we're talking about that because this is, like I've said, this is my favorite little, we're getting into my favorite little stretch of episodes in the show leading up to a certain moment, and you'll know when it happens. But, um, <laughs> like, the next couple weeks that we do this, they're fun. They're great. Like, it's exactly, it's wacky as shit, yeah. but it's always kind of grounded in this Relationship and it's always putting them through their paces. It's gonna, I think, change at the end of an episode. Like that, you know, we'll get a status change for a few more. Yeah, and then it's and then they're together and they do it well for a while too. Like I just and then they run out of steam and season. Yeah, I just wish that the show, like when they announced that this Superman and Lois show is coming out on the CW, I was excited for it because I'm like, cool. I want an entire series that is this first half of season three where they're dating and yeah. they're maybe not married, but they're figuring it out or whatever. But now the Superman show is cutting to they're married and they have kids and the kids maybe have powers and blah, blah, blah. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you're enjoying the parts to enjoy here. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's, it's much easier to swallow than it used to be. Um, <laughs> for sure. They should put that on the poster. Season three, easier to swallow than one and two. Than it used to be. Um, um, all right. For the card, Super Saves, 
the auction in the beginning. Everybody there. With yeah. Uh, super bong rip. Super save. bong rip. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Um, saves Veronica. Mm, does he save Veronica? Uh, fair point. Barely. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> uh, um, he saves his car. He saves Clark from parallel parking. From, from a parking ticket, yes. <laughs> um, and then is it just at the end? Because he doesn't really I, save anybody at the bank. Yeah, he I don't shows think he uses after. any powers until, uh, yeah, until the fight with uh, the green-eyed monster. Yeah. He certainly doesn't save Colleen. Um, Sorry, Colleen. Super excuses. Um, he had to make a phone one. call to get out of the bar. And then Lois is like, oh, uh, I had to make a phone call, too. Yeah. Was there one more somewhere at the Daily Planet? I, I wanted to say that, he had, too. He had to get his prescriptions refilled earlier on, and I don't remember why. Maybe. I mean, okay. Um, oh, maybe so to maybe get out of there the, in the, when the, before the museum thing. That's what I think it was, yeah. Okay. It was two, so there was two this episode. Prescription filled. That's a good one. Yeah. Crazy powers. Um, bong rip. Bong rip was great. Parallel parking. Super beeping. Oh, the super beeping. That was just creative. I give yeah. him props for that. Okay, fair enough. Very jealous. Very A very jealous Clark version of using Superman's powers. Yes. But I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> and then, um, I guess, super emerald eye magic. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just him doing... Just doing his doom. Maybe you're right. Yeah, he's you're just right, doing right. his, his E-Vision, yeah. Um, Harry Thatcher, how we're feeling? How we feeling? I was m- much more aware of her short hair at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Like that first opening shot, I was like, whoa, this is really short and different. Yeah. Um, but then I never really thought about it again. Um, Same thing, because I think it's tamer in the later scenes than it is in that, that I, I first totally auction scene. That. I would totally buy that. Yeah. 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 Um, God, we haven't played at sports in forever. But we did in this episode. We played some darts. Oh, good call. Yeah, we could. I we guess could call that's that a, sport. a sport. Let's go with it. That's yeah, totally it's a, fine. The drinking sport, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Not the game, but I'll I'll take it. Um, Funky Town. No, it wasn't that funky to me. Unless you no. want to just say because it's the first introduction of magic, this one wasn't batshit. So yeah, I guess like Colleen's leprechaun's a little funky, but it's not. That was funky, and Star showing up is kind of funky, but also yeah. like I guess Star is always a quick route to Funky Town, but yeah, and it's also like not compared to other Funky Towns we've done. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think we went to Funky Town. Today. Yeah, I don't think we got smart either. Um, we certainly didn't read a comic book. No. Um, Although, dude, Green-Eyed Monster as, like, a villain? Like, Not bad. that, dru- like, ancient druid monster thing? Like, sure. fuck, that's a cool villain, dude. I'd watch I, that, I would, or read that or read that arc anywhere. Yeah, when we do the season five comic, we're bringing back... The, yeah, there bring was back a the speck monster. of the emerald that existed and <laughs> still and hanging the, around. And the druid god is still alive. Yeah, they get that hotel room again for some reason, and... <laughs> Um, how are they not together yet? Well, it's very, very clear. I think maybe we should retire that one because I mean, at this point, yeah, it's irrelevant because the whole episode's about mostly what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, Oh, the show's growing up. Our sheet's growing up. Um, Does the plot make sense? We talked about this a bit, but I, I like the villain plot of it. Yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked fine. Yeah, you know, Um, definitely a fun watch. For me, and I think I can speak for you there. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best scene. Honestly, I, I love the fight. I love the fight at the end. I love yeah. that, like, showdown. That was cool. That was, like, as good as I would expect those kinds of um, effects to be at that time. And so, like, 
props. Nailed it. I cool. Like, I like that. I, and I, I don't like normally like those moments in this show. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're a little uh, way better campy. than erectile dysfunction laser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not so campy. Just cool. to be just to be contrary, I'm going to say the the scene at Clark's apartment with Veronica and her kind of making him think about like, well, what happens when one of us also, does have a date and whatever. Yeah, also a great scene. I like well, that. Well written, well played. There's some uh, Lois had some really great lines and great deliveries of those I lines in this episode. So too. Some of her some of her best work, Terry. Yeah. Okay. Good episode for Lois. I'm gonna say yes for me. Yeah, she had a lot going on. Pretty good episode for Clark. Not a lot of Superman in this episode. No. No. Yeah. Not not a great Superman episode, I would say. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I haven't even thought about this, but a rating. Out of ten. Mm. Yeah, now that my enjoyment of being back has kind of subsided, <laughs> I think I'm, I have a more rational mind. Yeah, I don't even remember what I did last week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say a seventy because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's better than yeah. average. I'm giving it an <laughs> eight point five because I really like the villain. Yeah, like, I, I think really like up that to an eight. story. Yeah, I liked that story. I was uh, surprised by it. Okay. Okay, let's go to an eight then. That's fine. Okay, cool. Um, so next time, we've got Just Say Noah, which is a personal favorite of mine. Like Again, okay. this whole next strip of episodes I love. Cool. Uh, meanwhile, what's going on for you outside of Metropolis? Let's see outside of Metropolis. Gosh, I, I, all the day, days are blurred together. Mm. Um, I remember last week I was like, I got into Elite Smash. Yeah, exactly. Um, and O-G-Y. then em- immediately the next day I dropped way, 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 way out of it. So... <laughs> Uh, but I enjoy it, and it helps me bond with my bro, which is fun. That's nice. What about you? What's new outside of Metropolis, man? Um, well, briefly, Metropolis, another big thanks to Christine Bartolucci. I've, I'm staring now at my big-framed Daily Planet print, which I'm, I'm so Ooh, yeah, happy about. Yeah, you showed me that yeah, before I'm, the episode. It looks great. I'm, like, in the zone now that we talk about this. Um, this is a weird thing. I'm a musical snob. Like, I love musicals. But I love like certain types of musicals. I'm a big Sondheim fan. I love the classics. But like I you don't. You were talking about Hamilton before anyone else. I, I love Hamilton. Yeah. Like there's some new stuff that I get into, but for the most part, it's like if Sondheim, Sondheim or or Rodgers and Hammerstein or you know Kandernev, whatever. I could keep going. But the point is, I watched a bootleg version of Beetlejuice the musical, and I'm fucking obsessed with it. Who wrote it? Uh, I looked Any of your it up guys, too. I guess, is really what I'm asking. No, no, okay. he was he was um, a songwriter from Australia who did like a kids show, and they came over here to make it, and he did for a bit. Although the show had tons of like money problems, but yeah, it made me like go like, you know what? If you're tasked with doing Beetlejuice the musical and adapting that and trying to make it interesting and trying to make it a good story. I think they fucking nailed it. Really? Yep. You should share that with me. I'd probably get a kick out of that. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the video. It's like, it's shittily shot from, you know, the audience. So you have to kind of okay. go along okay. with that. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a video like that from a Broadway show, but everyone's, you just have to accept that sometimes they have to put the camera down and it's just going to be black for a while yeah. because the ushers are going up and down the aisle <laughs> and they're going to get, get the caught. Taken away. Yeah. 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 So, like, that is just, like, I grew up on bootleg musicals like that. Like, that's just nice. a thing nice. you got to deal with. But I, I just, like, had a moment of, like, yep, you can, you can do a, like, movie adaptation 
well and make it make something out of it. I was just very yeah. impressed that they managed to do that with Beetlejuice. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. it sounds fun. <laughs> uh, so everybody check that out. But also, more importantly, come back next week. Um, in the meantime, you can find me over at uh, the Always Hold On to Smallville Patreon, where I'm talking about The Flash. Uh, you can always find the show. Uh, I'll be posting a little bit more on uh, Instagram and uh, maybe on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and we've got the Redbubble site up with a bunch of Lois and Clark designs. Uh, but till next time... I've been Matt Truex. I'm Ryan Albertson. Fuck off, everybody. Fuck off.